What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Nudes. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. We come at you every week talking all things Buffalo Bills and This week, we are going to be talking about the Bills snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, a quarterback who seems to be regressing, and wow, we also have to talk a little bit about Big Jalen, don't we, uh, don't we, Newt? (sighs) (laughs) This has been a weekend for me, man, I tell you, we... We just, I mean, not only does Buffalo suffer a horrendous, first of all, I mean, and we're going to talk about the game, of course, but the catch. I'm just so freaking tired of being on the bad end of the catch. I know. Okay. So we'll talk about that. We lost in the championship game in the NYFL, and Jalen has a stress fracture. So he was, he finished the game on one leg, thank God, but we just didn't have enough. So first loss in two years, man, we suffered in the championship game. So what a weekend. It was a weekend for you, man. And it's just like, oh my God. So, but yeah, man, uh, we got some things to talk about, man. We got, we got, yeah. So we got to get on with it. But we are going to do something we've never done in the history of the Jamie D and Big Newt podcast extravaganza. We have a special guest this week. In honor of the fact that the Bills are going to be playing the Cleveland Browns next weekend, we are bringing to you our official Cleveland Browns correspondent, His name is Max Fralick, and he lives in Erie, Pennsylvania. And the first question I have for you, Max, for you to tell everyone is, how old are you? Eight. You're eight. And what grade are you in? Third grade. Third grade. And how long have you been a Browns fan? For a long time since probably when I was three. That is a long time ago. That's more than half of your life. (laughs) that's awesome yeah now newt yes sir i'll let you take uh take the next question with our buddy max okay so you have been a browns fan for about five years so you've seen a lot okay do you have a favorite player that plays for the browns yeah probably um nick chubb and amari cooper are tied for. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Do you have that? Do you have any jerseys? Anything? Any paraphernalia? Any jerseys? Yes. What jersey do you have? A Nick Chubb jersey. Nice. All okay. right. All right. That's good stuff. So, since we have to uh, talk about the game that's upcoming, um, we also need to talk about how the Browns have been doing this season. So, what is the Browns' record? Um. 
they're three and six. Ah, okay. And what happened this past weekend? Well, they lost to the Dolphins, and I think they could have done better because if they won to the Bengals by a lot, and Joe and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are very good players, then I think the Browns could do better. Hmm. That's okay. good analysis, honestly. I know, right? This dude got a future in our business, man. Let me have my microphone, man. He's going to take my job, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why he's on right now. This is his audition to replace you, Newt. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he's cuter than I am, so I can see his replacing him for me, man. Oh, but um, so Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper are your favorite players, but who are the best players on the Browns, and what positions do they play, Max? Well, Miles Garrett is a good defensive lineman. He, mm-hmm. can get, he can get a bunch of sacks at any time he wants. That is true. Mm-hmm. And who who else do the other teams have to worry about? Nick Chubb. Even though he had a fumble this season, he still is a very good player. He only fumbled once this whole season? That's good. Yeah, it's not that's bad. That's efficient. That's efficiency. Yeah, that's good stuff. And that's why if I were Max, I would also want a Nick Chubb jersey. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. So, who is not doing well for the Browns this year? Maybe like Cade York because even though he did he did have a good game against Carolina, he's missed um, a bunch of field goals in these recent games. Okay. And is there anybody who didn't play very well against the Dolphins? Yeah, maybe Denzel Ward, too. He wasn't in the spotlight that game. How do you feel about the blocking? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. But blocking was pretty good? And you yeah. think Wyatt Teller is doing a good job, too? Yeah, but he did let some players get passed through him. Well, that's not good. Did you know that the the Bills originally had Wyatt Teller and then traded him to the Browns? Nope. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now you know. And that's still, and more importantly, Max, it still hurts my heart to see Wyatt Teller make Pro Bowls and do well for Cleveland Browns. It hurts my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every once in a while, somebody has to give Big Newt a hug because Mm -hmm. of that trade. Yep. So... What do you think of the game coming up? The Bills are having a pretty good season, but the Browns, I think they need some confidence to to build up their game to get better. And what do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to win this one? I think the Bills have a better chance because the Browns, they don't seem like they're doing that good this season. And... Jacoby Brissett, he's through some interceptions too. So the passing, maybe not that good. And now that might mean that the Bills have a better chance of winning. Yeah. Well, I think there's a very good chance that your your buddy there, Nick Chubb, is going to have a good game. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Newt, any more questions for Max? I got one question for you. Are you looking forward to, you know, Deshaun Watson's on the team, right? Yeah. Okay, are you looking forward to Deshaun Watson coming back in the next couple of weeks? Maybe, but I think 
Jacoby Brissett is also doing pretty good too. I haven't seen Deshaun Watson play yet, so we'll see how he does on the Browns. Very insightful. Okay. Hope we have a good game. Also, let me just tell you one more thing. Yeah. A Bills fan told me this. He's my friend. He told me that Bills stands for, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Oh. Yeah, I heard that hmm. one. <laughs> I heard that one. I heard that one. We gotta keep. We gotta. We're gonna keep that too. You still record, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard that one. Jason oh, yeah. Taylor's uh, sister said it on one of those shows. So. so, Max, anything else before you leave? Um, no, not really. Okay. Well, hey. Thank you for joining us, buddy. You did a great job. Good job, Max. Bye. <laughs> we don't. We don't hope though. We don't hope that. <laughs> he was really good. He is. Man, that's something different. That was eight-year-old Max Freilich, everybody. Our official Cleveland Browns correspondent. Can you believe it? <laughs> I know, man. We moving up in the world, man. You know. We don't have much money. Our budget, our budget isn't that large, so we had to get you know elementary school kids to be our correspondents. But he gave us some good insight, man. Good stuff. I I would say he definitely <laughs> did. I I have had far worse conversations with adult Bills fans about football than that. I know because most of the time they're inebriated. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I so, gotta laugh to keep from crying. Now that we got the uh, cuteness quotient out of the way and <laughs> lifting everybody's spirits, now we can talk about the Buffalo Bills finding a way to <laughs> to lose a uh, after having a 17-point lead. What the hell, Newt? Dude, don't get me wrong. I mean, our run defense, I mean, we let – Cook go. I mean, cook cooked us, man. Uh, Hundred twenty yards rushing. Uh, he broke out one long run, eighty yarders. I mean, it's just that one was a fluke. That that was a little fluky. Yeah, I mean, you take that one run away. Yeah, I mean, but he only ran for forty yards if you take that away, and that was just. I mean, Christian Benford came up in the hole. He got burned on the cut a little bit, and then that was that. Hmm. And then once again, like I said before, man, Justin Jefferson and his catches, man, I just I can't understand it. And everybody's asking me why you just don't double Jefferson. I mean, yes. make, you got to make somebody else beat you. I mean, you just can't just let this dude continuously get open. He roasts us ten catches for almost two hundred yards and a touchdown. And once again, it's going to be on the highlights. The catch, man, on what was that fourth and eighteen? Yes. And it's like, knock it down, bro. Don't try to catch the ball. Just knock it down. Right. And and he just mossed them, and everybody's tapping their heads like the kids do now. And I'm just. Wait, tapping their heads? What does that mean? That means you got moss. Like, that means I caught the ball over you. Like, oh. you tap your head. Like, if somebody jumps over you, like, that's like a schoolyard thing where mm. one guy throws the ball, and it'd be like 10 kids all trying to catch it, jump and catch it. And it's like, you got mossed. <laughs> and it happens in basketball too. Like if you get dunked on, they'll tap their head. Like, yeah, you got moss. Like I jumped over you and dunked on you. So, uh, so yes, Newt. Why did they not start doubling Justin Jefferson, who was have, legitimately I, killing them? I have no idea. 
I have no idea. I, I can't even vouch for it. I mean, and once again, I, I know it's easier said than done. I'm sure they're going to come with uh, Frazier will come some elaborate excuse why he can't. But I would rather just other people catch the ball than just continuously let this dude do what he do, make a highlight of us. Right. I yeah. just I I don't understand. And once again, I never coached at that level. I coached Pee Wee. I played college, couple of coffee in arena football. I just I mean, I guess it's real easy to have Madden, you know, like, oh, I do this on Madden. Like, but I just don't get it. Like, there's no way Buffalo should have lost this game. No, this is maddening. And then and then you bring up the stat. Well, you know, in single point games, they only won what one or two. I think we're two and whatever the last couple of years now. You know, remember, because early in the year it was nothing. And then yes. we won a couple, we won a couple, but it's still now two and whatever the heck. Right. So and there was there was a lot that went wrong in this game. And right. I never ever blame injuries. But it was a very different game after Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds got hurt, wasn't it? Yes, it was, man. And that's just showing how important our middle linebackers are in this defense. Mm -hmm. Because we're not the same defense without Milano. I mean, we don't play the same. Right. You know? And so you're right, man. Without without him, I mean, it's just – and you don't want to think that one person will make that big of a difference. But, I mean, I I don't know. It's – if there's any game when the Bills' corners were going to take their lumps, it was going to be against Minnesota. Right. I mean, when Adam Thielen is your number two, because you have – who at this point, I I have to say, Jefferson has got to be the best receiver in the NFL. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody with hands like that before. Yeah. It's just – it's ridiculous. He's amazing. He's oh amazing. Oh, my God. But, I mean, now it's like, well, this is the battle of the whole digs. We had just waited in a draft and gotten him. No, 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 no. it's not I apples to apples. I still wouldn't say that. I still want digs. Because it's not it's not digs versus Jefferson. If if the Bills had held on to that draft pick, who knows if they could have gotten Justin Jefferson. Right. The Bills were QB neat. I'm sorry, were wide receiver needy, and somebody might have traded ahead of them in order to do it. The Bills right. might have had to give up an equal amount that they did for Diggs in draft capital in order to move up to select him before exactly. somebody jumped in front. So it's not you there's no guarantee that they would have had Jefferson. No, anymore. I totally agree with you. I'm just saying what what people will say. You know, like, oh, man. Like, I could see a Bills fan somewhere saying, man, we should have just got Jefferson Jefferson. I could see that. Well, after that so, game, sure, I could see why people would say that. Right. But, you know, That's true. Diggs still had 12 for 128. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and the leadership he brings to our team. We just could not get And I keep saying, I'm a down this hill. We could not take a chance of a rookie receiver compared to what Diggs did for Josh Allen. He's mm-hmm. helped Josh Allen go to elite status. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if, I mean, you know, because no one is going to consider Kirk Cousins elite. So we don't know if he could have did the same thing. So that's your, I agree with you. It's not apples to apples. So speaking of making Josh Allen elite, what's going on with our boy here? The past 10 quarters, he has been pedestrian. And he is throwing some of the worst interceptions 
I've ever seen. Yeah, man, that's bonehead. It's, he's making bonehead plays. Yes. You know, and I just – and we got to call it apple or apple. I mean, I, in the big scheme of things of our season, all right, we, we knew – I mean, you said once again, we were going to take five or six losses, all right? So mm-hmm. we knew this. We called this at the beginning, right? It's going to be games we're favored, and we're going to blow it, all right? But the, what we're doing in the second half of games is, is, is concerning. Yes. It's concerning. Um, he, only thing I will say is, because I'm not going to give hot takes, I just feel like, once again, he's not going to be MVP now. Like, no, you look not. at the odds now, he's like fifth. He's you now gotta, leading the NFL in interceptions. He's yeah. out. He is out of the MVP he, race. He's out of MVP. But that's the NFL MVP. You still got a chance to be Super Bowl MVP. Right. But he needs to right the ship, man. He he has to be the stick. This built this team is built around him. So he has to be the steady hand. And we just can't he can't throw interceptions at this kind of rate. He can't do it. This season, at the time of this recording, there have been fifty five quarterbacks to take a snap in the NFL. Of those 55 quarterbacks, Josh Allen ranks 53rd of them in the red zone in expected points added. He's 53rd out of 55 quarterbacks in the red zone because they get down there and he throws interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. It begs the question... What's going on with him? I have no idea, but we got to get it right. It's concerning versus you worried about the press scene you practice. Did you see the video of, I think that was Friday, yeah. where once the press came in, he went sprinting off the field? Mm-hmm. Like, you you don't need to be worried about that, bro. Just go out there and play ball. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into that stuff. We cat and mousing. We want people to know because we don't want to answer questions. I don't want to hear all that stuff. Go out there and play ball, you know. And so, I don't. Here's my take. All right, go ahead. Development of any player, and especially quarterbacks, is nonlinear. We've we've talked about this before. They have their ups. They have their downs. He right. is in a very severe downward spiral right now. This happens with just about every player. And what happens is they either straighten out their head or they don't. Trent Edwards never straightened out his head. I think Josh Allen is a much better player physically and mentally than Trent Edwards was. Yes. However. His ceiling is much higher. He, Josh Allen is way greater than Trent Edwards ever was. Yes. All right, I just think it's a couple of bad games. I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, now, once again, I understand having concerns, but it's still playoffs or bust for us. Mm-hmm. So we could lose six games and still make a run. Sure. And and you got to look at the price. I say, I'm trying to help you before you, you give a hot take. You got to look at, we still got a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. So once once we get healthy, we could go on a run. Will they ever be healthy? No. You don't think we're ever going to be healthy? Nope. 
because Micah Hyatt is already out for the year. And one player comes back, someone else gets hurt. It's the nature of the beast. You're never going to be 100% healthy. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So when Tredavious comes back and then Elam comes back, wait, so you're saying that it can't be in December where everybody's back behind. No, that that never happens. I mean, take take a look. Matt Milano comes back, Edmonds gets hurt, Rousseau gets hurt. You, you always ha- you're always missing somebody from your lineup. Right, we're missing somebody. We're missing high high is out for the year. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so what? It, so what you're saying is when all those guys come back, that means other people just gonna get hurt. Like we're gonna be right here the whole. Well, yeah, if we're right here the whole time, then we're in trouble. Yeah, I, but then I will say that. But I'm just thinking. Well, in a month's time, it's possible that everybody outside of Hyde could be back. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're right. Other people can get hurt, I guess. But if that happens, then yeah, we're probably in trouble. So, to me, there's a couple things that have to be examined when it comes to the play of Josh Allen, especially lately. Okay. Number one, does he really miss Brian Dable? Is there a possibility that the coaching that Brian Dable had, Dable had a way of speaking to him that convinced him not to make stupid throws? And there's no way around it. Josh Allen has made stupid throws in the past two and a half games. That's fair. So it could be that. Could be the play calling he's not comfortable with, or this could be coming directly from Josh Allen's mind in that he had a bad half against Green Bay, and now he's pressing himself. He's trying to force himself to make plays that aren't there like he used to do before he trusted the offense and trusted what was in front of him. Regression. Because development is non-linear. But he was, but he has been great. All right, so let's, let's look at this. Let's look at when he has been bad. Okay. Right. All right. It's been spotty. It's been off and on. But even this game, he was great at times this game. It's true. The drive right before um the fourth quarter drive. Mm-hmm. He drove the ball right down the field. Like it was masterful. You know? But then in overtime, we got the ball. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The fumble. Yes. The fumble is worse than the two interceptions. It is. You telling me you can't get the and then that's why That's why I think he's in his head. Yeah. When you can't get the snap because the ball was there, and then it's like the ball's on the ground and you didn't even dive on it. Like you you went like you had the ball and you kept going to the right. Like that was real peculiar. 
It was. I, I don't, you're right. I, so that is that in your head? Like, I don't know. That was, and when people are scrambling for the ball, he's standing watching? You're standing. And it's right there on the ground. He's in his like, head. And so my thing is, that play, that that's the weirdest thing. And, I, and I'm going to tell you all the truth, man. And I've said this a few times before, and I might get ribbed for this. Hit me up on Twitter. I can take Man, you. I feel like realistic Reggie's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> that's why when people say that the game is rigged and I see plays like that, I I, I just can't. I'm, I see when people say the game is rigged, that's like that's what they're talking about. And I know I'm I'm and you might be able to take this off, whatever. I'm just saying, dude, like I can't imagine. I can't even imagine Jalen's 12 U team doing my quarterback doing that. The ball's on the ground and you run, you dive to the right. Cause they showed it close up. It's okay you fumbled, but dive on the ball. They're all scrambling for it. You're just standing there. That was very weird, dude. So <laughs> you fall on the ball, it's a safety. All right, we give up two points and let's hold them. We can still go out for we go out with a win. Mm-hmm. They get a touchdown. You throw a pick at the end. Like I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. football because my thing is you can't script those catches that Jefferson made. I'm no. sorry, you can't script that. You cannot. But but man, it feels like okay, man. We got a big stand. One of those plays on the stand. We had 12 people on the field. All right. But we make a big stand, and it's kind of like, all right, we're going to shift it all. Like, we, like yes, we won. It's over. Yeah, and then it's like he fumbles for a touchdown. I just, I don't know. So That was let, very let's, weird. Let's pretend for a moment your hypothesis is correct, and the fix is in, and Josh Allen is the culprit. He's the I, one that they got to and said, you have to throw boneheaded interceptions and fumble the ball in your own end zone or else. So hold on, can I say something real quick? Yeah, I'm not saying the fix is in. I'm saying that if you could go to YouTube, there's a lot of people who post about how uh, pro sports are fixed. Okay, so I'm I'm not saying it's rigged. I'm just saying that people who the conspiracy theory people, they this is what they talk about, like plays like that. It's mm-hmm. like why? Like you're a professional athlete. How do you not do that? It's like so, all the plays you see in the game, and you scratch your head. I can see where they're coming from, but no, I don't think that. I don't have no proof of that. I have no proof. I, I that understand. I've seen, so I'm not saying that. So okay. So here's where I'm going with this. Okay. The motivator in these cases tends to be money. People get paid. They get paid a lot of money to do this. That's why you normally see it with. College athletes. Josh Allen's making $240 million. He doesn't need any more money. That's where I'm going with this. Right. But once again, go to YouTube. I mean, I I challenge everybody, educate yourselves. Just don't listen to other people. Some people out there feel like the NFL is like WWE. Like you're going to do, that's part of you making this money is you're going to do what we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what people say on YouTube. I don't believe that because the reason why I don't believe it is I feel like if it was going to be rigged, then it would be more parity. Why would you let New England dominate for like 20 years? 
Because mm-hmm. if it's rigged, then you would want every, like the best business model would be let everybody win one. Yep. Let everybody feel like they can win, not have one team dominate for twenty years. Right. Or you have a you have four or five teams that won like almost all the Super Bowls. If I feel like if it was about money, then you would make you would make the NFL pro sports would make more money. And have more people invested if everybody felt like they had a chance. That's why March Madness is the greatest sporting event ever. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's why. And that's not my opinion. Look at the TV ratings. It's popular. Why? Because everyone feels like they have a chance. And they play like it, too. And they play like it. Why? You can't tell me TV ratings during New England. Everybody hates New England, right? Everybody mm-hmm. hates. Not just Buffalo Bills. Everybody hates New England. All right? But you're going to let one person dominate for like 20 years? Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> so, so that's why I don't game. believe it. So. The Bills have obviously, they've done some good things, but they have found ways to lose over the past couple of games. And the stage was set in the second half against, against Green Bay. The Bills haven't scored a second half touchdown since week seven. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So people are beginning to talk about the coaching. Is that a legitimate place to look right now? Now, you remember, I brought it up last week because I was saying the situational football is not where it needs to be. And yes, to me, is. that comes down to coaching. And I when agree. And when Christian Benford ended up giving an extra 15 yards because he decided to tackle a guy who was way out of bounds. Mm -hmm. My first thought was coaches need to rein that crap in. But is that a legitimate rock to look under? Yes. Really? Explain. The coach is not above reproach. When we lose, they got to take it too. It's Josh Allen, and it's, yeah, you're right. You've already, you always said the situational football isn't where it needs to be, and we knew a first uh, time head coach, he's going to be learning on the job. Mm. You get experience, and you get better at it. But I mean, we're not saying fire nobody. We're not saying that. No, we're definitely just, not. Yeah, because he's brought us. We're on a whole other level than we ever been. But no, I agree with you. Coaching, you're not above reproach. You're not Bill Belichick. You haven't won anything yet. Mm-hmm. So when we see situational football, like, why don't you double team Jefferson? Like, why do you, you know, why can't we score? Why can't we get the running game right? These are legit questions. Like, why did you run twice in your final 24 snaps on offense? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't do what got you there. Like Singletary was getting off in the first half. Yes, he was. Why is it like we don't do that second? Like it's like once we get up, it's like okay, let's just try to hold on, and we'll just put it in Josh Allen's hands, and you know. So I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm not in the building. We could just I watch the games just like you, and we could just speculate off what we see in the games. We don't go to practice or nothing. So mm-hmm. we just watch the games. But yeah, I don't. I don't feel like. Uh, they're above reproach. Like, how dare you ask me? Oh, like I've won Super Bowl. No, no, you, you're not Belichick. You're not right. <laughs> you know. And at the same time, even though I was the one to begin questioning the coaching last week, I am going to say coaches are not dropping passes. Coaches right. aren't dropping passes. Right. You know, coaches aren't out there like Gabe Davis with bad catching technique. 
They're teaching the right techniques. They're not Stefan Diggs who got hit in the chest on a deep yep. pass that would have been a game changer. Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. hit in the chest. <sighs> Something I do want to talk about is everybody very upset that Dawson Knox got absolutely ravaged in the end zone mm-hmm. by the defender and there was no flag. The Bills actually made out ahead by the the refs not throwing flags on pass interference because, my God, did Dane Jackson hold on every single play or what? Oh, yeah, and they showed on the replays too. Oh, yeah. They showed on the replays. <laughs> I, I can honestly we- say that we normally don't see it this way, but the refs were in the tank for the Bills in this game. Yeah. It, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I think that was Hawkinson was coming across the middle of Jackson. You saw from the backside. Yeah. Because they showed the reverse angle, and he grabbed his jersey the whole time, and he broke up the pass. So I do have to say, and I tell my team this once again, uh, talking 12U football, it usually all evens out. Okay. It normally think, does. When you think that you're not getting plays, if you go back and look at the film, it's like, yeah, we need to shut up. It usually even it usually evens out. Jalen was getting held the whole game in the championship game, right? Yeah. But they called it two times, and that's when the other team scored. Really? And that was the biggest part yet. So once again, I'm only I don't want to talk about that, but I'm just saying I'm making it equal. Like I tell him, he whole game, he's like, they hold me, coach, they hold me, they hold me. But they gave us two calls, and those those two calls they held Jalen, they actually scored. So, so took took the scores off the board. Took the scores off the board. Oh wow. So now we lost well, once again, we lost 12-7. But just think if they were holding you and they had it in for you, then they could have had those two touchdowns and we would have lost what? 24 to uh, 7 instead mm-hmm. of 12 to 7. So it usually it usually evens out. And I, I, I agree I'm with like, that. If, you, if but, you don't think they like us or they got an in for us, then they wouldn't have threw it when they scored. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Uh, what I observed from the game, I saw far more egregious penalties by the Bills than I did by Minnesota. But I only have the angle that, that the camera is showing. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no way to see where it is Everything. balancing you, out. Right, right. That's which, which it does. You know, bad officiating is usually not one-sided. Right. And let's just say this game, let's just say we got the upper hand, but maybe next week against Cleveland we won't. Yeah, that's that's what I mean by even out. Maybe not over the course of a game. I'm just saying over the course of a season. Yeah. Just like when you talked about the injuries, they all, you know, it evens out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm in agreement there, but this team really needs to take a look at itself in the mirror and it may not like what it sees. Right. Right. And, and, and says maybe they need to run the ball better. I agree. Yes. We, but we've been saying that though. Yeah. We've been saying that, but they also need to take a look at the execution aspect. And what can the coaches do to get these players executing at a high level once again? Well, hopefully it comes with the scheduling. You know, uh, the fact that we had a team that's 7-1, and one, right, one of the better teams in the NFL, we had them down at home by double digits. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something to be said about that. 
Um, I understand that it looks like, oh, man, the Bills, we're blowing it. There go the Bills again. Man, this is a long season. So we got Cleveland coming up. We're going to be, I think we're like nine, ten-point favorites against them at Cleveland. Take care of business and let's get back on a winning uh, streak. I think some of it is, once again, Josh Allen playing coy with practice. He's in and out of practice. Hopefully, uh, this week he get a solid week of practice in. I think that's, once again, I'm making comparisons to our 12U team. Our quarterback wasn't out there at practice all week. So, we it was hard for him to come in and have a good week in the game, in the championship. Mm-hmm. And so, I think the same thing about Josh Allen. If he missed two days of practice and he come in and give it a try on Friday, and it's like, okay, he's going to play Sunday, you know. So, hopefully, uh, that elbow is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, it, it, the thing that bothers me with him, and I keep saying this on our podcast, I keep beating this drum. He is so reckless with his body. Yes. With that play where was he trying to punch the ball out? You remember uh, when he threw the interception and then he was face down on the ground? Yeah. Like, dude, you are a most valuable commodity. You have to learn. Like, I get it. You play it with heart. And I got the commercials now. And, you know, I want to be the tough guy. No, you are you can't be the tough guy. Mm-hmm. You're like the queen bee. We can't, like, you can't get hurt. Yeah, so you I don't just get involved. Wish, Everybody else protects you. Yes. Like, if it was a fight, he'd probably be the first one going out there throwing haymakers. No, you should be the last person. Right. And, so you I, know, on that interception – like, the runner was already on the ground. Why was he diving in? I have no idea. It's, <laughs> he's in his head, dude. I have no idea. That's his head like, ain't on straight right now, man. It's weird. And it's I never weird, say the man. word ain't. <laughs> it's weird, man. I don't know. I would love to know, man. Please, please hit us up on Twitter, man. Maybe y'all got opinions, man. You know, <laughs> all you guys listening, uh, you know, Riverfish and my boy uh, Gus and them out there, all of y'all, man, hit us up. Shoot, let me know. I don't, I don't know. You know. The lack of answers. Now, here's – I don't know if people want to hear this right now. Say it, man. That's what we do, man. You got to get it off your chest. Say it. It's not time to panic. It's still not time to panic. The Bills have dropped back into the pack. They absolutely have. They're now second place in their division, third place in their division. It's not time to panic. I don't think so. The cream rises to the top. This team has too much talent. The coaches are too good. Josh Allen is too good. And, oh, by the way, the Bills' three losses – are by a total of eight points. And look at what it took going wrong in order for the Bills to lose these games. Now, okay, the Jets, that score wasn't, or that game wasn't as close as the score. The Jets Jets were more dominant than the score showed. However, the Bills were about to win that game in Miami when time ran out. The Bills were one, they were two snaps away from icing this game. All they needed to do was snap the ball, get out of the end zone, and then do it a second time. Right. Game over. Yeah. It took so much for them to lose these games that if they just clean it up a little bit, 
This is the same we, team that was in Kansas City in the playoffs that created that unbelievable finish. Right. But while we're talking about unbelievable finishes, can they please start being on the positive side of these? Uh, it'll be easy. It'll be easier. But, man, I tell you, I, I just – when we lost, I was numb. Yeah. I was numb. I'm, I'm just, but I said this a month and a half, two months ago, dude. I just wish it was the playoffs now. Yeah. You know, and I and I and I, I tell the listeners, man, enjoy the ride and everything. But I'm just like, because it's like if we win, everybody already already predicted us to win the Super Bowl. Everybody's already patting us on the back, so it can mm-hmm. only go down <laughs> until we win the sure. Super Bowl. It can only go down. So now it's like, oh, well, now we're down, and then we got Cleveland coming in. You know, Cleveland's not that good as our boy Max said, and. Okay, then after that Thanksgiving, we beat up on Detroit. But it, it, what if that goes wrong? Like when you're at the top of the perch and you don't deliver, it can only go down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and, and you know, there's something to be said for being the hunted as opposed to the hunter. And right. teams are they're up for this Bills team. Yeah, they're expecting yeah, a dogfight. Yeah, we're all on national TV. And all that stuff, everybody watching our games, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think we're going to be okay. I don't think it's time to panic at all. We're 6-3. and three. We're still right there for everything we want to be. We want that number one seed. I wanted Josh Allen to get MVP. And mm-hmm. is it over for him? I mean, if he turned it around, but I don't know, man. He got some bad juju right now, man. Let's all, you know. He does have some bad juju right now. You know, let's all you think about him, man. You are not kidding about that, man. He got bad juju right now. So, we got Cleveland this weekend, man. Let's let's get back in the winning streak. We got we got Cleveland, Detroit, at Detroit Thanksgiving, and then at New England. Yeah, with nine right. days off, then New England. Yeah. The time has never been better for the Bills to right the ship than yep. right now. We got opportunities, man. Opportunities, so... Yep. Let's get her done, man. But I I I am happy that he did play. That that was positive. Mm-hmm. Um we was worried all week because we didn't know. And I'm just like, I don't want to see Case Keno. No. I didn't want to see Case Keno. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless it was a situation where he's gonna do damage to his arm long term. But I'm like, if he could play, just play. Right. You know. Well, yes, right the ship. You got a song for us? Before we go, man, we just want to send thoughts and prayers out to the uh, community at the University of Virginia um, this weekend. Another senseless killing. Three University of Virginia football players were killed uh, by an ex-football player. Uh, so thoughts and prayers go out. Uh, wide receiver Lavelle Davis. Uh, another receiver, Devin Chandler, and then uh, defensive end, Deshaun Perry of Miami. So, uh, thoughts of President. So, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about that um, mm-hmm. with our platform. <sighs> Stop the killing. But, anyway, hopefully we can get on a winning track this weekend uh, against Cleveland, in Cleveland. So, we'll be back at y'all next week. So, hey, hey, hey. Let's go Buffalo. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 